Hey everyone, welcome back to Teenager Therapy. I'm Gael. I'm Thomas. I'm Kayla. And welcome back. If you missed it, Mark is gone. He's no longer part of the podcast. Forever. Sad Forever. face. Forever. Now my side is like actually empty. Literally. Yeah. So if you don't know what happened, listen to the last episode. But yeah, he's gone forever. I feel like forever is a concept a lot of us don't really know how to process. It really causes a lot of grief knowing not everything is, is forever. Uh, and that's the topic of this episode, actually. That was a really nice idea. <laughs> Dude, it was just like so sudden. I like. <laughs> I know, I was like, jump right into yeah. it. Well, like, we got to keep him hooked, no? Yeah, 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 no. <laughs> but also, good. I mean, separate, like Mark said that he might join every once in a oh, while. So just, like just like Isaac. Just like Isaac, So yeah. it's not forever. Holiday specials, it's maybe. It's like occasional appearances. Yeah. We hope he will join. But also hanging on to that hope isn't always the healthiest, which is another thing we'll be talking about in this episode. Please, let's start it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was really good. Honestly, it's so funny how like it always works out. Like someone says no, something that perfectly segues <laughs> into it. Forever. Yeah. So look, this episode is all about dealing with losing someone you love, whether it's like a breakup, friendship, even a thing. Because I mean, in general, grief, when you experience grief, that's usually caused by losing a uh person friend or thing or slash object and so i've gone through i've gone through a lot of that i mean it's so funny that i feel like that i said last episode that this podcast is is nicer when i get to just tell my story and not give advice yet i always start every podcast by just giving advice which is so weird because i know i have a story to tell anyways so i am currently going through I'm in my healing era, essentially. Mm-hmm. I'm going through... A split up? Yeah. It's like, you know, a split up, like a breakup, whatever you want to call it. And I think when people say breakup, they always think romantically. But again, that I'm using that very general. It could be like family, friends, or a lover. So I'm going through a breakup that is... It's really weird. I mean, I've gone through a couple. I, I, I remember, I think... Okay. <laughs> I don't know. So I've gone through breakups before, but I've I've never gone through a breakup where like two people still have love for each other, if that makes sense. I think a lot of the breakups you see in general is one person didn't love you as much, so you had to split apart. Like in friendships, it's like, oh, I gave a lot of love to this friend, but they didn't care about me. So I like split up from that friend in relationships. Same thing. But I don't hear a lot of people talking often about when two people that still love each other, but it just doesn't work out for whatever reason. Um, Differences in values, beliefs, whatever it might be. And it really sucks because healthy love doesn't always mean it will last. And I think a lot of us are conditioned to believe that if it's healthy, it's essentially like guaranteed to to work out. But that's not always the case. And that's that's what happened with me. Um, So there's this person in my life that I had been very, very close to for a couple of years. They were someone that I really appreciated. I really loved and I really loved being around them. Um. Like, I don't know. I just really thought they, they very, they, I got along with them really well. It was, uh, it was just a good, 
friendship. Like I genuinely loved them as a person. It would they were like they were com- I, I felt comfortable around them. It was fun to be around them. Um, and I liked talking to them. And so I really I really had a lot of a lot of love for this person. And then over the past week, uh, we just both came to realize and understand that it wasn't going to work out. We had to go our separate ways. And this is for many reasons that I don't necessarily want to get into, but just know in general there were circumstances beyond our control that prevented us from truly being there for each other and supporting each other in the ways that we both required. And because of that, the only choice was really just, you know, we kind of have to go our separate ways. And I feel like this is the first time where I've experienced that sudden change of they're in your life and they're no longer in your life. Because I've gone through breakups before. I've gone through friendship breakups and romantic breakups. But in both of those cases, the people involved in them stayed in my life. So there was never that like, okay, they're gone. Like they're totally gone. And, and that's a completely, I think that's a completely different level of grief than when, when they're not. And so I have been trying to process for this last week just what that actually means and then how to handle that. I think when you break up with anyone, um, if it's with a romantic partner, you usually start asking yourself like a lot of what ifs. You start denying the events or just reflecting on the past instead of the present, which is oftentimes why I think everything seems good when you leave something, but even though you know in the present it wasn't. And then with friendships too, it's it's like you grieve that you're no longer friends with them, but you know it was for the best, right? Um, and so I'm not necessarily sure where, where to start. I think that's the general context, that there's this person in my life that's no longer in them, and I'm just trying to understand how to deal with that. I think the very first thing I noticed is focusing on what ifs just like what if this what if i did this what if this would have happened right and that was something i did for a little bit but i saw something uh, i was listening to this podcast and they talked about the fact that worrying about the what ifs is a really bad idea because you're just always there's an endless amount of possibilities It'll never end. It will never end. You will keep making yourself feel more and more pain if you think about what ifs. And so I first had to stop that. I mean, first I had to stop thinking about the what ifs. And then I I found myself just thinking about, I mean, it's like, this is so obvious. I missed the person. I missed like the the memories that were attached to to when it was good versus when it was bad. Um, look like it's just the basic. Like you look at old pictures, you feel sad. You think about old memories, it makes you sad. You listen to songs, it makes you sad. And how have I handled that? Has been tricky. I mean, I I know the playbook. Like I know what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed. It's supposed to reflect, feel my feelings, like really take time to feel everything, and then I need to accept everything. And then after that, it's just like 
trying to move on slowly over time. But I don't know. I don't know where to start. It's uh it's weird processing the fact that someone is gone forever. That a, that a, the version you knew of them is gone forever and even like when it comes to friends or relationships, when you break up with them, even if they're still going to be in your life, the person you knew is gone forever. I mean, they're they're just gone. And the next time you see them, if you do no contact or you don't speak to them for a while, whether it be a month, two months, a year, the next time you see them, you think you'll be seeing the same person, but that person you think you're about to see doesn't exist anymore. You're going to be experiencing an entirely new person when you see them again. And that's so weird. And I think that's what made for me in my in my personal situation what made saying goodbye so difficult is because i kept thinking about that this is the last time i'm going to see this person physically it wasn't i'm still going to see them they'll still be part a part of my life probably forever i would hope but the version that i knew is gone and that version i'll never ever get back nor will i ever speak to ever again and that's so tough to accept. I mean, it's so tough to process. And also just the fact that... I think just the fact that during that time you spent together with this person. And I think this is a really... This is more common in relationships than it is in friendships. Although if it's a really, really close friendship, it's definitely there as well. But when you're really, really close to someone and they're the person that you speak with every single day, the person you call every day, um, and you text them all the time, you tell them all of your things, all of your emotions, everything that's happening in your life, you tell them about it. It might be a year that you spent doing that, maybe two years, maybe three. And once that person is gone, if they were the only person that you opened up to so deeply and so in such a vulnerable way once they're gone they will forever be the person that knows that part of your life i see some people describe this as when you date someone or when you have a really close relationship with someone you both learn each other's language you create this new language and when you split up there's no one else that speaks that language besides the other person so all of the memories that they could reference, like remember that time when this happened, remember that time when you were feeling like this over this, the person that lived through that with you that you told during the time you experienced it is the only person ever for the rest of your life that's going to know exactly what you're talking about and that will get that reference. And from here on out, every person that you tell about, it would only be you telling them about it they'll never truly understand like what it was like to be in that moment. And that's weird. That's really weird. Sometimes I think about that and I'm like, no one knew me during this time more than you did. And no one ever will. Like that version of me, only you know. And I guess you'll hold that with you for the rest of your life and the rest of my life. So that's another thing that sucks about losing someone whether it be through death um a split up a breakup or life circumstances 
it's really, really tough. And I think that I've been trying to find a lot of acceptance. And at least in my case. So what I did, what I did is uh, the person that I split up with, um, when we decided that because of life's circumstances, we were going to have to not talk for a really, really long time. Uh, we spent some time, we spent a week just being together, like having our last moments to just grieve together and process everything together just to make sure that we let each other off a little bit more gently as opposed to just tomorrow you're gone and I barely found this out yesterday, right? And that was really nice. If any of you are in a relationship or a friendship um, and you think you might not speak for a long time or you want to break up, I really recommend doing that because it, it, it's easier on you, it's easier on them, it, it's easier on your relationship. It really allows you to get that closure. Uh, obviously, this is only really possible with someone that's able to communicate effectively, but it really allows you to get that closure that you so desperately crave when you break up with someone and when you split with someone. And for me, what it allowed me was just to, first of all, have my mind catch up. Because I like to think about how I feel in, in two separate ways, my mind and my body, and my mind and my heart. And so when I decided that we needed to separate, neither my mind nor my heart knew what was going on. And throughout the week, as I asked them more and more questions about what happened here, what could have happened better, what did I do wrong, what did you do wrong, that allowed my mind to catch up to what was happening. It found the answers it was looking for. Like it logically, it made sense. Like, okay, that makes sense. There was nothing we could have done to fix this. This was unpreventable. Everything we tried did not work. Everything we did try, you know, that didn't work either. So my mind caught up, right? And then um, just a couple of days ago, I had my last day with them. And so it was a, uh, the day we had said, like, okay, this is going to be the last time we'll be seeing each other and speaking to each other for a while. And, I mean, it's hard. It's so difficult to let go of someone. And throughout that whole day, the more that I inched towards saying goodbye every single hour, every hour that passed, every second, I felt like my stomach grow heavier. I really felt it grow a lot heavier. It's like getting butterflies in your stomach, but obviously not in a good way, which is just anxiety. And I felt that getting stronger and stronger. And it was like I, I was getting to a point where I was just like, I want this to stop. Like, if you, if you, a lot of you might be in a relationship where you know what you have to do. You know you have to let go, say goodbye, but you might not be able to do it. But holding on just makes the anxiety worse. It's better for a quick stab than for someone to be constantly and constantly stabbing you. And so as it got closer to saying goodbye, I just felt a lot weaker. I felt like my, my mood was dropping. And then obviously during the last few hours, we just kind of spent some time saying goodbye. And the last, I think the last five minutes uh, of seeing each other were definitely the hardest. I think that's when it starts becoming real. That's when you really start realizing what you're about to do. Um, 
And it's so hard. It's so, so hard. I... It's like you don't want to let go and it takes so much willpower to let go. And by letting go, I, I, I also mean it physically. Like closing the door, opening the door, getting out, you know, physically leaving. It's so difficult. And, and, and if you get too trapped in it, you'll find yourself sitting there longer than you need to. And so eventually, you know, we, we said goodbye and I, I saw the door close. And to make it worse, it was a garage door. So it was closing really, really slowly. <laughs> the closer the door got to closing, like the, the more I started panicking, like the more panic that came over my body, the more sadness that like just flooded my entire self. And as soon as the door closes, I just felt like all of that come flooding into my heart. It was so hard. It was so difficult. It it was weird because it was the most intense pain of my life. The most intense 10 seconds of pain followed by a really weird calm. And just peacefulness. I don't even want to say peacefulness. I think it's numbness. And I remember just like it was literally 10-15 seconds of me crying really, really hard to then just nothing. Like I just stopped. And I didn't even feel like I could cry more. I was like, huh. Why the it was weird. I it was it was weird because I, I thought that I was gonna be crying on the way home, crying while I brushed my teeth, but I just I just I just stopped and I and I felt really numb. And I think that's also the thing about grief is for a lot of it you just feel numb. Um you don't necessarily feel like the need to cry over and over again. It's almost just like a I wonder if it's your body getting so overloaded that it doesn't know how to react to what it's feeling. Doesn't know if it should cry or not. And so that's some context for why I feel so much grief right now. And over over even literally just over the past day, like I said, my mind knows it was the right decision. So I don't have any of the thoughts of what ifs, what ifs, because I'm like, no, I literally there is no what if. I accept that. There is no what could have been different. I know that. There is no question as to what could have happened better or what will happen in the future, like hope. And I understand and accept all of that. But I think right now my heart still hasn't really caught up to it. I haven't. And I think what I mean by that, I'm not sure if it makes sense, but what I mean by that is that I no longer, I'm not overthinking. I'm not overthinking. And just annoying myself with these thoughts and making myself even more and more sad. But what I do feel is just the sadness that is there as a result, as a natural response to losing someone. And it's, uh, it's weird because, uh, I think also it, because this person was part of my routine for so long, it still feels, to my heart, it still feels like it's just, oh, it was just a bad fight. 
I'll see him tomorrow. Maybe the next day. And I think it won't hit me until a week, maybe two, that, oh shit, they're really gone. They're actually gone. It's not just a bad fight. It's not just a dream. It's reality. This is your new reality without them. I don't necessarily have anything to say about that because I'm not there yet. I don't I don't think I have processed that I'm in this new era of my life and I'm not necessarily looking forward to processing that. That's that. That's my story. And it's so weird because I every time I speak about something that happened, it feels like I'm just rambling the whole episode. I'm like, what is the value of this? Like I should just be like this is how you do this, but I have to remind myself that a lot of times just people hearing that you're in the same spot is so much more impactful than me trying to figure like so this is how you should think about it um you do have a habit of doing that i know because it just feels so i feel so useless and like by just sharing like i feel sad because this happened and it's like okay no, that's, literally like, tips, but, that's literally the whole point of this oh uh, i know it's just i don't know i trying to figure out where to take it besides just yeah I mean, it's like no it doesn't even sometimes go you don't have to take it anywhere you just right? kind of share your experience and you i mean you're not even you just started the grieving process no right so yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> so we don't expect you to have all the answers exactly there's no like lesson to be learned exactly yeah. and i mean like that goes for everything you know it's like you go through something and you don't necessarily have the answer yeah. right when it happened yeah. and you know i mean that's just the podcast it's just saying what we're going through that's yeah. really just it lesson tbd you know what i yeah. hate about it i hate that i'm feeling these negative emotions i just want to get over that and my like i think that's why i think about this my assumption is that if logically i can make sense of it then my emotions there's no need to have the negative emotions anymore because i know what's happening right it's like when you lose someone um it's like okay let's say you were in a toxic relationship when you get out of it you're like i know it was toxic like i had wanted to get out of it for so long now i craved getting out of it so why am i still sad now that i'm out of it and i think a lot of people struggle with that and i i do too i hate it i hate knowing that it was the right choice yet it still makes me sad like that doesn't feel right to me it sucks i wish i could just make the right choice and only feel right emotions like right now i wish i could feel i don't know liberated or fine or just okay normal but i feel sad and that's annoying <laughs> it's okay i mean grief is just like <laughs> such a huge process like it's so long and so daunting no one likes it and everyone goes through it it's just what are the stages of grief do you guys remember it's like denial first something like that is anger one of them i feel yeah it's, yeah it's like well, I don't know, but let's just say I've had my fair share of grief. Uh, I've had a lot of friend breakups and a lot of, not a lot, just like one romantic breakup. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's it's been very hard because, like Gael said, like the person isn't necessarily gone, but the person you knew, that version of that person of that time is gone. Like you're never going to go back to that time and you're never going to, be with that same individual again not in the way that you want it at least so it's 
I don't know. I, I mean, I usually take a long time to grieve because I do grow very attached to people and it's hard for me to let go. But like I said, it's just a process. Like there's not much you can do to like expedite it. Like there's no hack. There's no <laughs> cheat codes. Like you just got to feel it. Yeah. You have to spend so much time just feeling. You just, you literally have to go through it. Like, you like don't ignore it obviously like you literally have to just navigate it yourself be patient with it because one day you could be doing completely okay and the next you're not and maybe a year from now you haven't thought about that person for like a whole month and then suddenly you do you know it's it's not always linear like it's gonna it's gonna come and go Sometimes it'll always kind of be there and it makes sense. Like you're always going to have love for that one person, for that one friend um, that you shared such a meaningful connection with and such a beautiful time with. But yeah, at the end of the day, it's just some things just don't work out. People outgrow each other and that person was in your life for a reason and they taught you a lot. It's just... It's, it. just, it's just time to let go and you know be appreciative of the fact that you have something to grieve over and you weren't completely alone you yeah know? that's the thing yeah i i've been spending a lot of time thinking about being trying to tell myself that i'm crying because like they're happy tears like i'm crying over this memory because of how nice it was and how much happiness i feel that although i miss it I'm so happy that like I, I was able to love someone that much and I, that's why I'm crying. I'm not crying because I miss the relationship. It's just, they're happy tears. Like I want to be thankful for the time that I spent with them. I don't want to see these memories and like frustration that why can I have that? I think... And it's okay if you do for like a little bit. Yeah, you know, you for sure. You don't have to quickly jump into... Oh no! Like it's happy tears, you know. It's it's, it's okay to grieve. So um, <laughs> he's still trying to rationalize. Yeah, that's the thing, though. I also, I think that a lot of us are too greedy. We're too greedy with happiness. Um, we think that whatever makes us happy might last forever, and oftentimes it doesn't. That's why a lot of people say nothing lasts forever. And that includes happiness. Happiness does not last forever. And I think when we get so stuck looking at memories and when those memories makes us sad, if it's a painful sad, it's because we were just too greedy. Like it's about being thankful. At least that's how I'm viewing it. When you, you could be sad about a memory, but also understand that you shouldn't be greedy about it. Don't be greedy that you can't have that happiness anymore. Even though you might want that happiness back so badly. Learn to accept. To let it go. Because if you don't let go of the happiness you felt in the past. You won't feel any happiness in the present. And so that's what I'm trying to do. That's what I'm trying to tell myself. And I think it, it is important. The, the, the thing is, is that. Grief is weird. I, I, that, that's, that's why I'm like in this weird conflict. For one, moving on, 
I'm scared of moving on too quick and I'm scared of moving on too and taking too long to move on. It feels like moving on too quick is wrong. And then it also feels like taking too long to move on is just painful. I mean, do you really have to justify and like see it through the lens of like this one big process and like you check off all the to-do lists and stuff? It's like you just grieve and it's because don't you know obviously don't let yourself get stuck in like a memory or like a habit of like just thinking like what if what if it's it's gonna take a long time or it might not but you know it's just it's 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 a process you kind of have to embrace i think it's because i'm scared of being disrespectful no 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 no. i think this is different i'm scared of taking to I'm scared of never leaving the grieving stage. I'm scared of always wanting this person back. I'm scared of not being able to accept that they're gone. And I know that if I let my brain say the same things like what if or why can't I have this, it's just going to keep me in that loop and it, it will really slow down slow down the healing process and the grieving process. And so while I'm still taking time to be sad and let my body feel these emotions, if I feel the need to cry, I'll cry about it. But I make sure that I'm slowly changing my thought pattern to reassess my relationship with that person. Because, like I said, the person that I knew doesn't exist anymore. And if I don't take intentional time to look in my mind and say, this person is not there anymore. And that's okay. Eventually, I might see this person again, but I no longer will see them in a romantic way. Um, if it's in a relationship, in a sexual way, if it's a friend, in a in a in a familiar way, they are. I need to remind myself how to form a new perception of them. And so, I think what I'm trying to do now is just make sure I slowly start doing that. Because if not, it's so easy to get caught into unhealthy thought patterns that keep you attached to them longer and longer. And so that's why I just, uh, I'm being very intentional about letting myself feel the emotions, but at the same time reminding my brain. But they're gone and that's okay. I miss the person. Mm -hmm. I miss their personality. I don't miss the relationship, right? I don't miss the friendship. I don't miss whatever it was that you missed that was bad you missed the good not the bad and so forth yeah just as as long as you don't rush it it's it's yeah. all good and i went through something similar to you guy um but not exactly um so the person that i'm with now we did break up <laughs> um so this is romantic oh yes romantic but we were like, I want to say like around three months into the relationship. And it was pretty abrupt too. It was like very much out of nowhere. Mm. Was not expecting it. We were on a date <laughs> that day. Uh, um, that's hard. Yeah. <laughs> so it like completely blindsided both of us, which made things like 10 times worse. And again, just reasons aside, it was just, you know, it came out of nowhere. And, and was this from your perspective that it came to you or you gave, gave it to them? Or does that matter? 
What? Like if you were the one that ended things or if they were the one that ended things. Oh, it was... Or was it I guess one? I was the one that like mm. officially ended things, but... Okay. Yeah, it was just a conversation that came up out of nowhere and I was like, okay, well, this is it. Like, okay. you know, I don't want to be with you anymore, I guess. And it was more personal reasons too. It wasn't more so them. But that was pretty hard because it was just like a regular day. And then all of a sudden it's like, whoa, like when I go home, like I'm just going to message you like, when do you want to get your stuff? And that's like, that's it. You know, it's like no more like, oh, good night, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. sleep tight. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, So it was just it was a very, very stark difference. And it was hard to like uh process and even then oh my god that word process i half the time i don't even know what it means (laughs) but yeah it was just a difficult thing to like try to take in um but guy with you you said that you guys knew each other very well you know it's like only this person knows you this blah 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 but i sort of felt the opposite where it was like we had so much potential Mm. so i felt that like he didn't even fully get to know me i didn't fully get to know him i mean it had only been like three months too so i was like i just felt like i was clinging on to this like what we could be or like what we could have been and so that was really hard too because it was like i saw a lot of good qualities in them and i knew that like had i given myself the chance to like open up more or be you know whatever it could have gone somewhere that would have been great but i just didn't give myself the chance and you know the timing just like came out of nowhere so i was like really fighting with myself with that Mm -hmm. because i just put a lot of the blame on myself because you know i was the one that i guess like officially like said you know let's end things or whatever and so just that whole time period it was it was weird it was just like I was just going through the motions, you no, know, no, like, just... no complete feelings there. No feelings of anything. Really? It's just like I was just doing my own thing, I guess. And, you know, I was going through school, too, so I had a lot to focus on. So even then, I couldn't fully, like, think about the breakup because I just had, like, a lot of things to do, too. And then, you know, the free time that I did, it's like, God... I don't want to think about this. Um, So it was kind of hard. But, you know, I think I just ultimately realized, like, it ended over such, like, it ended just because I got, like, too scared. And I was like, this is too much. Like, (laughs) this is too much. Like, I'm calling it quits, you know. (laughs) Um, And so that grieving process ended. But the time that it was there, it was so hard to not like reach out or anything. Did you feel sad ever? It was. I mean, also of course. Of I mean, literally the night of, I was just like. Like, did you no? But did you have that like by sad? I just mean like, oh, yeah, I feel sad because obviously. But like, did you have that heart wrenching like, oh my god, like you're gonna cry into your pillow? Or was oh, it just, like, I did. <laughs> I did a bit. Okay, because a lot of times people say like it's a lot more painful when it's you're still in the honeymoon stage and you break up because you yeah. only. You're in love with the potential and the potential is obviously so much greater than exactly. reality. Exactly. So that was that was my case. And I just remember the next day, like, Thomas came over 
and like my room was just like so dark it was just depressing in there it was yeah <laughs> no pressure <laughs> You know? like no pressure at all oh my god like my sweet mate keeps at like 72 like no i'm just kidding <laughs> but um yeah it was just really bad and I, I just wanted to stay in bed the entire day like i just did not want to do anything and I, like in my head i was like you know this is part of the process like, yeah. I, <laughs> I was like no it. i was like i need to do this like this is good but thomas convinced me to go outside <laughs> just like have a little picnic just lay down get some fresh air some sunlight and it helped who would have thought like <laughs> who would have thought <laughs> but um it really helped and i think a big part too was talking about it with my friends like they were able to understand and just knowing too that like life is beyond this person mm -hmm. and i think like friends do a big part in like contributing to that because i was like okay i know i won't have him but it's fine. I still have like other people around me, but I did go back to him. <laughs> uh, for good reason, not like a toxic, like mm -hmm. on and off. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think just a lot of self-reflection. I came to the conclusion that I was just being dumb. I was self-sabotaging. <laughs> and so, yeah, I think, it's hard just like knowing that okay well in the moment i thought i was like this is this is it i've known you for so little and yet felt these like intense feelings mm -hmm. and now it's like that's it. bye again you know but i don't know it's just it's hard to like not checking their spotify not checking their instagram you gotta have a lot of self-control a God. lot of self-control like the amount of times that thomas would see like his username on my spotify search like <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think just being patient with yourself you know it's like it's, how thomas said it's not linear and yeah. it's okay to you know backtrack at times that's literally just human nature like logical or not it's going to happen mm -hmm. and if you keep on like beating yourself up about it that it's not gonna do you any good yeah you know it's just like everybody does it and you have to recognize that just backtracking yeah. sucks it oh, sucks it so much because you know it's gonna make you feel the pain again and then you're gonna yeah. have to heal but again that's just part of the process yeah, though really that's like is. not for me it's never i don't want it to be part of the process <laughs> i'll just not have amazing <laughs> self-control i'm just yeah. kidding it probably will it has um yeah i mean really like there, like you said there's so much things to experience in life beyond just one person like yeah we always think like certain things are gonna make us happy and keep us happy but yeah there's just so many things that are gonna make you happy again and the things are that are gonna make you happy are always gonna change so i don't know just just don't only think that that was like your one chance at happiness like it was your one chance at true love or this one chance of having this really great connection life is gonna bring so much more of that you just have to be patient and willing to like be open to it and the change it will bring that's so hard that is like i, I it, it took me like oh. two three years so I oh mean. my god dude that is your 20s, your 20s. <laughs> you'll see by time that is i've i've had some I've, I've i hear a lot of people talk about those feelings and i can't like oh you can't fathom it i, I mean obviously because like it feels 
Because it, it just happened, Kyle. Like, <laughs> no, and it sucks when... It's been 24-hour base. Like, in general, it sucks when your personalities match. It, su- it sucks when... It, it's so weird to comprehend that there's so many people that can make you happy on an equal scale. But more than anything, I think when you're grieving someone, it's so hard... To get over the feeling that I know they're not the only person. I know they're not the only one that can make me feel this way. But I want it to be them. Like I want them to be the one to do it. Even though I know there's so many people. There's people that could do it even better probably. But I want it to be them. Because it's all you know. I know but even that's the thing. Like even the thought of knowing like let's say someone can treat you better. Like someone you'll be a, a bigger match with someone like and this is the one thing that even logically I have struggled to accept that like, let's say you have a friend, like even though, you know, there's this friend that you'll find so much funnier, that they'll get you emotionally, that they'll take care of you so much better than this other friend. You still wanted it to be the old friend that you were friends with. Like you wanted it to be them really, really badly. And it's like, why? I can't understand why you want that, because even though, you know, there's better you want that person to be your person. And it's because in the yeah. moment, like those memories are like, what is so special to you? Because you just experienced. Yeah, them. that's true. Like, that's so true. You have history with them compared to this other person who like, like has the potential, but you saw the potential of the other person already. Yeah. And, you know, there's like a lot of moments in life where you're like, this is like the happiest I'll ever be. Like, how can it how can it get mm-hmm. any better than this? And somehow it just does like. Happiness is only, like, I don't know. It's so immeasurable. Like, it's just going to happen when you, like, so expect it. That's the thing. I know it's, like, my brain is so dumb because I've literally lived through this before. And I prove myself, like, okay, so that's what's going to happen. And I know it's going to feel that way. Yeah, I think every time it just feels the same. Like, and that's just heartbreak, right? Like, yeah, that's just how it I goes. have felt it with friends. Um, Like, I felt it with Thomas when I dated him. It's, like, Ish. during the relationship. I remember, like, when we were young, like, I think, I don't know, like, freshman year, it's, like, I remember thinking about our relationship. It's, like, oh, my God, like, there's going to be a future where Thomas won't be in it. Like, the frustration that that could happen. I remember it being so strong. (laughs) Where is that future? Where is that future? (laughs) Like, I remember in the moment it felt impossible. But as time went on, it was, like, that feels fine. Yeah. It feels fine. But then, again, that's how it feels this time. It's like, oh, I want this person. I want to have that future with them. And I don't want like to have it with anyone else. Like, only them, only them. And I know. And it makes me sad knowing that I won't feel about them <clears throat> that way later. Right? I hate not loving someone as much as I once did. Mm. Like, I hate having a friend that I loved so much. I love them so so much and I and I wanted them to be my friend for life. And knowing that we're not friends anymore and we probably won't ever have the same level of friendship and it sucks knowing that you'll eventually like get over it. That you'll eventually get over wanting to be their friend, yeah. wanting to be that close to them. Like it makes me so sad right now like no like yeah. I, like I I I think to myself like no like don't I want to hold on to these feelings so I could keep like feeling this way about them. And it just makes me sad that I have to get over it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't want to, I, I want to, 
I don't want to stop loving them in the way that I do now. Um, I, I was waiting for you to bring up our relationship, but um, yeah, like I, when we were together, I really thought that was gonna be like the happiest time of my life. Like freshman year, me really was like, this is it. This is like peak happiness, and I just I can't imagine to have like stayed with Gaio like this entire time. Like that would have been crazy, and I would have missed out on so much and. I wouldn't have had the memories and the happiness that I've been able to share with like so many new people and just so many new experiences that I wouldn't have been able to have because I really would have thought that guy was my only chance at happiness. Um, so it's so weird. Yeah. You don't want to get over them, obviously, but once you do, it'll just, It'll feel like a nice change. That's what fucks me up. That I don't want to get over them. That I don't want to get over them. I mean, that's, that's like why I point of grief. That's why I feel like it'd be so much easier to have a reason to want to get over them. Like they did this really bad thing. Like that, that would that would make it so oh. much easier. Like please hurt me so I have a reason and I feel validated and I I know like nope like I don't want to love them anymore. Honestly, yeah, I think. Knowing that, like, it didn't even end on bad terms. Like, nobody did something that was, like, super outrageous enough to break up with. It was just because timing or whatever you want to call it, you know? It was just, like, it just wasn't the right, you know, time or circumstances. just weren't ready. Just weren't ready. And it's just, it sucks because you don't hold any, like, ill will towards them. And then after the breakup, you, like, Sort of try to look for that. You know, maybe you'll look at memories and be like, you know, I didn't like when he did this anyways. Or like, I'll just try to find a reason to be okay with me losing them, you know? And like, I remember too, like, I would see like, oh, he followed somebody new. Wow. Like, I shouldn't have never dated them in the first place, <laughs> you know? But it's just looking for things to hide the fact that I was hurting, you know? It, it's fine. I think once you finally do get to that point where you realize, you know, you don't miss them all that much, it won't be as bad as what you're describing. Yeah, I hope so. I just and also it's been like a day. Yeah. No, literally. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm Guys, like, keep that in mind. Yeah, it's been dude, one day. Uh, like <laughs> that's the, that's the thing. Like it feels like I've I've gone through so much emotionally, even over the past like 48 hours. It feels like I've. It's so funny because I'm like, wow, like okay, I'm almost done grieving. Like only a couple more days, and I think I should be done. I'm like, oh my fucking god! Like, what if the worst doesn't even come yet? <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe I have. I don't. I don't know. Like, I mean, you still some people into work. Like, <laughs> I know, like not even a sick day. Like, <laughs> sick day. still showed up. <laughs> Talked about it on the podcast too. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's the thing that I like. Maybe you're worry just a about. lot better at grieving than you thought. Literally, and that feels, it feels guilty knowing that too. I, again, and uh, listening to this podcast about grief, it was more about the science of it and how to deal with it. And grief is both psychological and neurochemical. So there are chemical reasons as well as to why some people grieve longer. There's actually, uh, I believe there's actually like a, a, I don't know if it's a disease or what you call it, but a symptom that eventually like some people have that prolongs their grief. And grief is an incredibly hard emotion for them to especially get through. And some people grieve faster. And also on the five stages of grief, um, 
there's more research that came around it. Not everyone feels all of those. Some people don't feel the anger. Some mm-hmm. people don't feel the sadness. Some people don't feel the denial. Um, oftentimes, many feel many of them, but not always will they feel all of them. So if you find yourself not feeling the anger, not feeling whatever it might be, that's normal. But yeah, I, I find myself feeling scared of emotionally grieving and finishing the process too quickly. Like what if in two weeks I'm like, wow, I feel, feel a lot better. I feel like that's the thing. I'm not going to lie. That's like really concerning. Those are the types of things that make me like insecure about it. Like, even though it's a good thing, like I don't doubt my love for this person, especially I've thought about it so much. I'm like, no, I love this person. I love them now. Like their personality, they, they, they are the best friend that I could have ever asked for. They were literally like my best friend. I, I just, I love them. I truly did. I never once, even in anger or sadness or hurt, saw them with any, I don't know, anger. Even when they annoyed me, even when I felt they were unjustifiably, unjust, they were wrong. <laughs> even when they were wrong, whatever it might be, I never once looked at them and thought like, I'm done. Like, I don't want to love you anymore. It was always like, I want to love you more and more and more. And so that's why it's like concerning now. Just thinking like, what if I only take two weeks? Like, is that wrong? You know? And so I also feel like you're putting a lot of pressure on a timeline where you need to Mm -hmm. be fully grieved by this day. (laughs) And then you need to be healed by this day. And, I yeah, just and, and you're even like using science to like back I it know. up, and it's just like no. Just like, talking about like two weeks, one week's like, babe. There is no. sci- it's scientifically proven that some people have these symptoms. Like, Kyle, <laughs> like, how do you know? Like, you wouldn't know if you're not gonna go through it. Like, it's just something you just find yeah. out later just on. Just don't don't put. I just so want to know what I'm. Pro- I'm, I'm like, don't to expect. don't because like, I'm so scared. I'm so scared of the unknown. No, embrace it. Like, it, I feel like. A lot of other people have that same issue where, like, they don't like these negative emotions. So, they'll just be like, no, I moved on already. Like, they reject, they literally reject feeling those things by ignoring it. And then, maybe just, like, jumping into another relationship. That's why, whenever I see people, like, in year-long relationships and, like, and they actually loved each other and the person moved on so fast, that's just, like, how? Like, I don't trust you, you know, like that's just so concerning. You how can you have loved someone so deeply and just be able to move on so quickly like that? And you know, like I said, maybe they're just scientifically different. Like he's built different. Like literally built different and, and you can't grieve and or like you grieve so much better than other people, but I also just feel like that's kinda of bullshit. Like I feel like you're not giving yourself the chance. Feel like you're not being honest with yourself. You're delusional. You see, that's the thing. <laughs> like, I definitely don't feel delusional. Maybe that's a hot take. I don't know. I, I, from my perspective, I hope it doesn't sound like I'm saying that I am gonna just be over it. I'll be in a relationship in a month, in two weeks, three weeks, because I like won't feel anything. I'm completely fine. When I say like I'm scared of grieving too quickly, I don't mean. I don't know what I mean. Honestly, I think it's, I think it's more sadness. It's like, 
just I put so much pressure on myself. Like, what if I'm not sad enough? What if I'm too sad? Instead of just letting it be and finding out. Um, and I think a lot of that comes from like the desire to, you know, please others and like, because I think a lot of people they have a pride. There's a pride in like, oh, I took, you know, this long to not feel sad, as an indicator of that's how much I love them. Um, and I don't think that's always the case. It it does vary. I think some people also are just better at coping with emotions. Um, and for me. I definitely don't see myself getting into a relationship. I don't think I can. Like, I am emotionally exhausted. And I, I even in three months, even in four months, I cannot imagine getting into a relationship. Probably, honestly, for like a year. <laughs> I say that now. But I really can't. Like, I really cannot imagine having that sort of energy again. I think when I say, like, I'm scared of grieving too long, it's just, I'm scared of being sad for too long and I'm scared of being sad for too little. And that's why I say, you know, if I stop being sad in three weeks, I guess that's a good thing. Like, I think it's just since I often hear like, oh my God, like I'm still not over them or it took me this long to get over to not be sad about them anymore. I'm like, oh my God, maybe it should take me that long. And so in my head, I just have to wrap it around myself that like whatever timeline I'm in is correct. If next week I don't feel sad, it doesn't necessarily mean I didn't take time to process my emotions because I do trust myself that I have been. Even though this might be hard to believe, I have been being, being sad. I purposely tell myself, like, I, I take time out of my day where my whole intention is to be mindful and be sad and just think about what I'm feeling, cry for a bit, say, okay, I'll be sad after this. Because the, th- the thing is, that's just how you cope with things i can't put my pause my life on pause either i would love to just do nothing for the next like three weeks until i feel absolutely no sadness but i know that i can't do that and so i have to pace myself right like if i need to focus on school i need to be like i I have to i have to get him out of my thoughts or else it's like my whole life is going to suffer and so i think for me the emotionally responsible thing to do is like you know what? Like every night I'll take 30 minutes to just be sad. Every time I drive, I'll take mm-hmm. that time to be sad. So that's what I've been doing. And it, it does help a lot. And I think it that mixed with the changing your thought pattern about the person and then practicing entering new thoughts. Like instead of I'm so like, I like what if it's like I accept it for what it is and, you know, acceptance. So. I think my therapist would be very proud of me, actually. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just think you're... Very calculated. Yeah, I, I think it's very calculated. I think, I think your history of being very avoidant of negative emotions yeah. also is kind of telling. But, sure. I mean, grief is... It's every, different for it, it's everybody. different for everyone. And if you think you can grieve that fast, and if you do grieve that fast, then good for you. But, yeah, that's... Yeah, that's, that's cool. I know. Just, just, just don't rush it. I'm not. Like that's the thing. I'm just okay. Another part about breakups too is just for me, at least, just the dread of knowing that I'm gonna have to go through the same process. Again. I know. <laughs> no, it's just this. Oh my god! 
like having to go through like another talking stage or like trying to like find somebody if you are intentionally trying to find somebody or just somebody that gets you like the same way that they did and it's just the thought of that oh my god it was just so burdening i, I was know. like i don't want to do that again they have so much to learn about you like all your history yeah. you have to retell them your history exactly and even then it's like let's say you do meet somebody there's always that possibility that you know you guys separate and then it's like okay you go through the grieving again but that's, that's the just worst. that's just like relationships that's just you know? life that's, that's what you life, sign up for friendships yeah. everything and i'm like really glad i feel like i haven't had a really really bad friendship breakup or at least like close close friend and i'm hoping it stays that way because <laughs> that would hurt like i feel like that would hurt the most yeah this is why i can't imagine right now i think once my emotional battery recharges i'll feel better but right now i can't imagine wanting to be in a long-term relationship again unless i know like yeah. this is someone that i could like marry him forever but it's isn't training. that what you thought with this yeah it's it's like oh wait what you <laughs> you like never think it like it is until it is like you can't control what's gonna happen and yeah life just happens and you have to be accepting of it yeah like i mean this i feel like this friend is just it was like a long-term relationship like unless right now it just feels like unless i i, I know that i'm going to be with them forever like it, it sucks you know like but how would you know if you never tried that's the thing like it's it's just like i wish we could be friends and grow old together until we die and that's our friendship like why do we ever have to stop being friends in relationships too like it's it's scary i think that's why there's so much comfort in marriage is because it's like i don't have to deal with that ever again like you're with that you person forever for be life. here like yeah like I, yeah marriage is is must there must be so much peace that comes with it and i mean i think no when it comes to breakups a lot of times um the hope is so so tough to deal with a lot of you ask us about that it's also like especially when it's the wrong time a lot of people that get into relationships when they're young i'm just like that sucks because there's a couple ways it can go and i think the ones that hurt the most is when you find someone you really vibe with and you know you could see yourself spending the rest of your life with them but they're just not ready yet and they're still growing that needs to do and while i am a believer in growing together versus alone i think it is possible to grow together oftentimes there's things that are better off being solved alone things that is better if you grow alone and things that aren't possible to grow while during a really in a relationship um and I, I, a lot of people, I think, struggle with that fact because it's like, like we really have to break up, like, because whether we're just too young or we have issues we need to solve, and the only way to solve them is by splitting up, taking time for each other, for ourselves, and then after that, it's just a gamble. It's like a gamble of, you know, let's say you break up at twenty, 
and you both realize like this is someone that I could see spending my life with but then you think like just not right now like maybe in five years once they fix these issues the thing is they might never fix those issues you don't know that until you reach 25 and you might be able to see that a little bit better two they might fix those issues but realize they love someone else now and they don't love you at all and that's so scary that is so so scary and what sucks even more and i think why hope kills so many people is because you don't know the answer for five years ten years however long it might take it's something that's in the back of your head. It's like you can't get closure. You're starved of that closure for so long. And I mean, like, what if you or like, what if the other person finds somebody else too? not necessarily that it's just like, you know, their partner that moves on. Well, like, what if what if you move on? What if both mm-hmm. of them? Yeah. Oh, it's like both people can find happiness. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I think I mean, when I think of that, like if I were to like be in a relationship that breaks up and then because of like the need to grow i i think i don't know i would even if even if i know that i might find someone that i'm happy with it's just so i think it's just so hard to believe in the moment that you'll yeah. really love them and you won't feel any love for this other person i think that's the hardest part too cuz it's yeah. like does that love ever go away? Or right, like, like I'm hoping. It like, goes what away. do you do with it? <laughs> but I don't know. You're gonna have to tell us in maybe a few months or however long. No timeline, <laughs> right? Like maybe I'll find a new friend that I vibe with, or maybe I'll forever love this one friend and want them in my life. Mm-hmm. What am I supposed to do about that? That right person, wrong time trope is really heartbreaking, and. If you, like, see it that way, it's harder to move on because you're like, well, that's the right person and it was just the wrong time and now yeah. I'm doomed for life. But, like it I was said, the wrong there, person. there's so many more right people, you know? It's like, you know, that's the thing about, like, finding a right person is even I sometimes don't know what that means, especially when it comes to, like, I think I know, but... Then again, it's like, okay, if you're finding, let's use romantic, like if you're finding a lover, someone you want to marry for life, what are, what is it that you look for in the right person? Is it because some people there's like a natural chemistry with, right? It's like, wow, like we just get each other. We get our, each other's humor and stuff. But you might, you know, and you just click instantly. And there might be this other person that you also really love the personality and like everything, but you have to learn to love them a little bit harder than you do this other person what's weird about that is like okay so then who is the right person like what does that feel like does it feel does should the right person feel like almost effortless of course all love is work but what is the difference between like should i be working this much to love this person or will it feel more natural with the right person you know I don't know. I feel like you're really trying to calculate it again. Does that make sense? Yeah. It does make sense. It does make sense. What does the right person look like? Is it someone you find or someone you build? It could be either. Anybody that you find. That's that's the thing. It's just like, it just happens. Yeah. It's not like you calculate, you know, when you're going out, like, I'm going to talk to this person or whatever. Yeah. And also, I don't really think there is like a right person. I feel like. Honestly. Like there's so many soulmates you have, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like. You might meet this one person and you might think 
this person, you know, or like there's probably better out there. Like someone might be easier to love, um, might get me more, might be just like me, but I want to pick this person. That's, and, that's and, so and, and weird. Th- that's, that's just how it goes. You just, it feels right for you, so you pick them. But that doesn't mean they're like the only right person. It's just you, that's your person. You pick them. I can't like, that's so hard to process what like what it is that compels you to that is it sexual is it a sexual attraction is it like physical like just Girl, I, I, I don't know it's just, it's just happening. no i know i don't know either it's just like <laughs> weird to think about because i you know people always say like this is the right person and all of us go think like when we know we know it's like bitch do <laughs> any of us know we just have our yeah. fingers crossed that like okay like we'll try to make it work and you know so i think my only point in that is just like damn I hope I eventually, or I hope in general, my mind can come to rationalize like, okay, like this is what it means to pick the right person. It's it's a theory. It's a working theory. I don't know what much else to say besides that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that's it, it. This helps with coping and with grief. I think because. Uh, Especially when it's grief, you might romanticize them. And so when you think about it logically a little bit, it allows you to be like, okay, like maybe they weren't the right person. Like, sure, they got me like this, but they didn't do this. Because a lot of times we get to, we get into the habit of thinking we can fix everything. Every problem is fixable. Sometimes not every problem is fixable. I don't know why. Some just don't have solutions. It's weird to think about because we're taught that we can overcome everything and grow through everything. But sometimes we literally just can't and no amount of therapy or anything will change the fact that you can't grow past this problem. And I, I think that's what I'm getting at. It's weird that there's some problems that you can't solve. So I think when you find your right person, it's find someone that doesn't have any of these unsolvable problems. <laughs> that's really your best bet because, yeah, you'll constantly have to solve problems. Just make sure it's not an unsolvable one. But I feel I feel like life is just having unsolvable problems. No, I don't... Ah! Uh, I think you really are just like reading a lot into it. Like I love doing that. No, you really shouldn't. Like you want to know so bad, but the thing is, is that like this whole process is all about like not knowing, and that's the scary part. That's why grieving is so hard because we don't know. Like maybe you might think that that was like the best time of your life, but it's not. Yeah. Um. I think for me it wasn't even that or like it was or I was just thinking about like sorry I'm rambling but no, it's okay. just I don't know it's a thought I have in my head of how do you commit to someone no, girl don't right? look at me <laughs> like <laughs> that's crazy I've I've done what it but what do you mean? it's just still weird that like we commit to people like imagine you right you're in this relationship they're good they're great there's a lot of issues how in your head do you rationalize that like you should you're able to commit to this person and i think what i'm what i mean by that is the only way to really know that is if first of all you feel like the problems they have is something that can be solved so if it's unsolvable you can't commit so that's that i don't think but i need th- a okay. rationale for but the it. thing is it's like, like i feel like I- <laughs> I mean, at least at our age, and I feel like for most ages too, people are going to have unsolvable problems. 
Right. And it's just a matter of what problems can you put up with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. It's not a, like, I need to fix this. It's yes. just like, can I work through it with you? Mm-hmm. You know, that's just like, because you're not going to find a perfect person. Yeah, right. Everyone will always have issues. So that's exactly. true. And do you um, really have to rationalize, like, committing to someone? Isn't that yes, just... Yes, absolutely. That's just love. <laughs> yeah, like, like no. isn't that just, like, a subconscious choice you make that, like, yeah, I love this person and I trust them and I want to commit to them. I don't have to be, like, so they have these issues and these issues and I don't... Is it worth committing? Like, I, I'm, I'm not really... I used to think of it that way. I'm I think, not, no, you know? I think that is actually, like, what you're supposed to... You're supposed to do only. When I, you I think, think about it, it is, extent. but 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 from what I'm hearing from you, it just seems like you want to read into every little thing, and like you, like love just isn't like that. It's oh, it's not, okay. I see what you're saying. There's no, there aren't any instructions, and there's no right way to do it. It's just you go through it, and then you make the decisions. You learn from your mistakes, and then you do it again. Yeah. Until you eventually find one person, and you're like. Hmm, okay like this person and then maybe it won't work then you divorce and then marry again and it's it's, it's like it's just this and whole... then you find happiness in your children yeah literally like, maybe I don't ha- want to marry more happiness within yourself let's let, yeah. let's consider that guys yeah no um i'm yeah honestly i think i'm just overthinking it like honestly what it comes down to is like because even i have felt it like i love this person so much i'm willing to forever love them i want to give them love forever work through their issues forever like i have like you have so much love that you're willing to commit to them and work through their issues till the end of time the only thing you do have to talk about if you're getting married is like okay like are we having kids or not because if you want kids and i don't want kids then we have to break up you know so those are the only issues that i mean by unsolvable problems it's really not that deep that's just Anyways, okay. that's okay. the point of it. That's the point of it. I don't know why. You should have like just... clarified the yeah. specific question. Yeah. Like, yeah. In the beginning. No, yeah, because I realized that's what I meant. Like, I I figured out the answer while I was like talking. You know, it's kind of like that show. Um, what show was it? The one where they switch partners. Oh, um, the ultimatum. It's like this girl wa- didn't want kids. The guy wanted kids, and then they, you know, broke off for a while. She started seeing somebody else, and then he like proposes <laughs> even though the issue was still there yeah was like, not talked about before the proposal yeah and so yeah. it's just like Babes. those are unfixable those are and you shouldn't unfixable. sacrifice your own wants and needs just to please another person yeah, yeah. so i think it's just because for the longest time i thought i had commitment issues and i was like how do you even decide to commit to someone but i think i finally found the answer when you love someone you truly do just want to <laughs> Wow! <laughs> but after <laughs> years and years, <laughs> that's so revolutionary. Thank Honestly, you. yeah, I'm. Thank I you. feel like being in this relationship has helped a lot. Yeah, it's right. Really, it really has. It's, you, you learn a lot just it's, by loving. It's taught me a lot of myself and just being in a relationship, learning how to like love another person. Period. Yeah. Just, it's more than I thought it would be. That's good. Yeah. Anyways, guys, I I will leave you off with one last thought. Okay. <laughs> According to this article. <laughs> Shut up. Literally, sorry, I want to provide I'm value just for our listeners. Thank you, Kyle. It, it, our smart it's good that we have someone who thinks very logically. Yeah. 
I mean, like, I know I think logically, but that's like, that's, <laughs> that's, that's the like thing. It's me, I'm like, it's like super logical, super emotional, and medium. then you're like the in between. Yeah. yeah. No, the literally, medium. I. <laughs> That's that's a good way to put it. That's the wow. new era of TT, the super logical. KGT. Super KGT. That's KGT. Yeah. The KGT arc. <laughs> no. Uh. Yeah. Honestly, I think my therapist. I just want to get approval from my therapist and have him be like, "Wow, you're the perfect client. You're amazing. You're so good. I want those words of affirmation." So I have to optimize my thinking to become. So you have to pay for them. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's just my habit. Of- <laughs> Guys, give guys some I have words to do of affirmation life down below. I have to 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 use the perfect like psychological healing plan to get through problems because whatever (laughs) last my last thought my last thought that i will leave you with is if you're going through a friendship breakup or relationship breakup or lost something you love lost anyone you loved uh try giving yourself the love that you gave that person or thing i think a lot of times People that love very, very deeply don't know what to do with their love after a person's gone. And so they lose a lot of meaning. It's like My whole point is to love people. I want to love someone. I want to have someone to love. And so once that person is no longer there and they have no one to give it to, they shut down. So if that's you, because that's definitely me, practice giving yourself that love. Because as people that love a lot, we tend to not give ourselves any of that. And we don't save any of that for ourselves. So love yourself. But anyways, any last thoughts? Um, time heals. It really yeah. does. Or at least it makes things less painful. And, you know, right now, especially since it's fresh, you think like, how the hell am I going to like get past this? But that's what you thought a few years ago when you went through it, your first traumatic experience. Yeah. And that's just life. You're just going to keep on going through things. But just be patient with yourself. You know, there there is no timeline. There is no set date for you to be healed or you know your grief to be gone it's just it's whatever you want it to be whatever experience you want it to be you'll go through it so wish you the best babes yeah as soon as you are able to embrace change then the easier it'll be to just go through life and just really live it to the fullest exactly yeah there's so much there's there's so much to experience like and I know a lot of our listeners are in high school and stuff, so trust me, that person you met is not your forever person. Like, you have so yeah. much to experience beyond high school, beyond college, beyond your 20s. Like, it's like... Crazy, right? Like, like life goes beyond life, your 30s? Like Yes, like, there is so much. And I think people get so narrow-sighted about it, so... Yeah. There's so life so so much but it's it's like we say it's so much but in reality it goes by quick it goes by quick and at Mm -hmm. times it feels like it's not enough it's just there's so many people you meet that's the thing it goes by quick but there will be so many people you meet you would be like whoa i thought like i had met all the people that i was Mm -hmm. gonna meet thousands of people you will meet that's true it's just just think of all the connections you're gonna make and all the memories you're gonna make like it's not always gonna be good like memories but it's gonna be it's i don't know it's okay you it, it's just <laughs> it's you gotta be okay with getting man. hurt 
Yeah. You really yeah. do. And it's so hard. And like, even me, I'm like, I don't want any other friendship ever again. Like, I don't want to be friends with anyone. I, like, if it's not forever, like, what? I don't want to get hurt. It's just, but I know I have to do it because there's no other excuse. Like, I, just, I have to put myself through this pain. Yeah. You can't have the good without the bad. Or the you bad can't. The it sucks. <sighs> but. You'll get through this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hearts for kyle (laughs) and also like yeah just put your trust in the universe if you meet someone when you're young and you truly think you love them and you break off and you don't see any flaws yet but you like there's still stuff to experience so honestly like it's it's like marriage is 60 years like i don't want you being like 75 thinking like i wish i would have hooked up with more people in college i wish i had more sex i wish i had more relationships more flings that's a big regret a lot of people have. So put your trust in the universe. Put yourself first. Maybe not your relationship first. Put yourself first and your memories. And really be honest if you want to experience things and if this will limit you from experiencing that. Mm-hmm. So important. So hard. Anyways, thank you for listening. Remember, we do our Spotify live every day. Or not every day. Every Sunday at 6 p.m. PST. Um, you can listen to the Spotify app or download the Spotify live app. And listen, we post the link on our Instagram, Twitter, and Discord if you're interested at Teenager Therapy with KGT. So you get advice from us. Come talk to us. Tell us about your breakup, your love stories. Yeah. I'm serious. Anyways, thank you so much for listening. And we will see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.